uh, we were singing Precious Memory, but we were singing to you ladies here also because, you know, you're still here with us, but we're building memories, okay? And uh, but we, we do have fond memories of the living and those that have already gone on. I suppose most of us here this morning, uh, your mother has already gone. But I'm grateful, you know, we're not like an animal. Uh, I'm grateful that we're going to see them again. Those that knew the Lord, and if you know the Lord, you're going to see Mama again in heaven. And it uh, don't matter what she looked like the last time you saw her, uh, you're going to be surprised <laughs> at how good she looks in heaven uh, when there is no more pain. And no, no sickness, no sorrow, and no death. Uh, we'll be forever together. What a, what a precious thought. Uh, in John chapter 19, verse, beginning at verse 25, I'm uh, just reading two or three couple, couple of verses, three verses, I guess. Uh, it says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved he said unto his mother woman behold thy son then saith he to the disciple behold thy mother and from that hour that disciple took her into his unto his own home. In, uh, in Luke's Gospel, you don't have to turn there, but chapter 2 and uh, verse uh, 44, I believe it is, when Jesus went to the temple with his parents uh, when he was 12 years old, the Bible says that when everything was said and done, they started back home and then they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. And so they searched for him and couldn't find him and they went all the way back to the temple and they found him there in the temple asking and answering questions that just baffled uh, the, the priests that were in there. They were astonished at his knowledge of the scripture and Jesus mother said unto him said son why have you dealt this way with us and Jesus said something that you know it, it just as we read the scripture this morning and as we think back he said wist ye not how, or he said how is it that ye sought me wist ye not that I must be about my father's business he's just a 12 year old boy and he knew what he came here for he came here to redeem you and me he came to make atonement for our sins and for our souls and he said I must be about my father's business. I must take care of God's business. Now the scripture that we read this morning, we see him hanging on an old rugged cross. And that's what he was doing. He was doing God's business. 
He was dying there for you and me, and yet, all of a sudden, he sees his mother standing there, and he it's as if he calls time out and says, now I'm about my father's business, but wait a minute, there's something that I must do before I finish my father's business. I got to take care of mama. Amen. And so, him being the firstborn, it fell on his shoulders to take care of mom. We're assuming Joseph was dead by now. Uh, the Bible doesn't tell us when he died, but there was his mother, and she needed taken care of. And so he called time out of the father's business to take care of that business, which was also the father's business, but that wasn't what he came for. <laughs> but him being the firstborn, it, was, it fell on his shoulders to take care of mama. And we don't know why. The Bible doesn't tell us why James or Jude didn't do it or uh, his sisters. But uh, he saw John standing there and he said, Mama, behold, John is your son now. He's going to take care of you. And John, behold, she's your mother now. As far as we know, we don't know uh, when Mary died, but I know that John lived to be a ripe old age. And I believe that she stayed with John, and John took care of her as long as she lived. But I said all that to say this. If Jesus could take time out of dying on the cross to honor his mother, then I think for us to take time one Sunday out of the year to honor our mothers is okay. And by saying that, I'm saying that, you know, I'm not calling this preaching. Uh, I'm just I'm just honoring our mothers today, but I believe it's all right. Uh, in fact, we have a commandment up here. It says, honor thy father and thy mother. Of course, this is Mother's Day, not Father's Day. But honor your father and mother. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul says, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. So he said, obey your parents. And he was talking to children. Now children, when you get out on your own, you don't, you know, your parents don't follow you around all your life. They don't come by your house every day and say, son, I want you to do this today. Uh, boy, you, you knew your lawn means mowing. Get out there and mow it. They don't do that. But they assume that because they raised you and they did it right, that you're going to take care of, of, of those things and continue honoring them by uh, doing the things that they influenced you to do and by uh, uh, taking care of the things that they taught you that you ought to do. So you honor them by loving them. Uh, and even though that obey, you know, don't, when you get out on your own, uh, that commandment 
no longer applies, but honor your father and mother, it always applies, no matter how old you are. You know that uh, both of my parents are gone, of course, unless they would be way over 100 years old, and they would be if they were here, but uh, they're both gone. But I have in my free will, I could dishonor my parents, even though they're not here today, by going against everything they ever taught me. And you could too. But we can honor them by living the kind of life that they taught us to live and by being a blessing to other people as we go along. So we honor them by loving them, and if we love them, we will honor them. We can honor them verbally. You can honor your mother verbally. And fellows, you can honor your wife verbally. Uh, men, especially the older generation, they had the idea that it wasn't very manly to say those three words, I love you. Heard a fellow not too many years ago, he said, you know, he said, I believe my wife is losing her mind. He said, 10 years ago, we were married and I told her that I loved her. And he said the other day, she asked me if I loved her. I think she'd forgot. <laughs> I think she's losing it. She don't remember me saying that. And I said, well, what did you tell her? And he said, well, I told her, honey, I told you 10 years ago that I loved you, and if I change my mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> so that, that's, I guess, a man thing to think that to say I love you is just not masculine. But let me tell you something. More than flowers, you give your, you give your wife and you express your love for her maybe by giving her flowers, but those flowers are going to die in a few days. <laughs> They're not going to last forever. Uh, or you can buy her a box of candy, help her eat it. Of course, you don't want her to put on a whole lot of weight. So, so that's all right, or, or you know, and even more than a diamond necklace. Now wait a minute, that might be carrying a little yeah. bit too far. <laughs> but, but more than any gift that you could give her, those three words, I love you, would last forever. And would mean more that all the flowers, all the candy, all of the jewelry that you could give her. I love you. And we ought to say it often. I tell my wife all the time, I love her. I don't, I don't ever remember my dad, I don't ever remember him saying those words to my mother. That's not saying that he didn't love her, but that generation just they had the idea that 
you know, it was better to show them that you love them. Well, it is. But it don't hurt to say it. You can say it. In fact, you know, that, that generation also didn't, didn't believe too much in showing affection in front of the kids. But I do. I don't know about you fellas, but I like kisses. I like hugs. Now, I'm not talking about getting sloppy or anything like that, but, but give them a hug and a kiss and then tell them that you love them and how much you appreciate them. If Jesus took time out from dying and basically that's what he told his mama. Mama, I love you because he took care of her. He turned her over to John. And she stood by his cross. Where was all of the other disciples? Well, we know John was there because in the text there it tells us he was, but the Bible tells us that they fled. The old Zechariah, the Old Testament prophet, said the shepherd was smitten and the flock was scattered. They all ran. Peter even denied him. Old big, bolsterous Peter, who said, I will never deny you. I'll stand with you. If they take you, if they kill you, they're going to have to kill me. they got to go through me first. And the Bible don't say, but I imagine Peter, uh, Jesus just shook his head said, Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me. And he did. And the Bible doesn't mention that he was there at the cross, but it does say there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. A mother will stand by their child. A mother loves us when nobody else would. They can hold the ugliest baby in their arms and swear that he's the cutest thing in the world, or she is the cutest thing in the world. Well, they are to us. They are to the parents. Doesn't matter what everybody else thinks of them. We see something in them that is beautiful. Mama stand by the child. They'll love them. They'll give them valuable information. <coughs> they will instruct them. Like saying, make sure you got on clean underwear because you might have to go to the hospital. <laughs> that's, that's valuable information. If you have to go to the hospital, I'm, I'm assuming with good clean underwear on, you're going to be all right. Because <laughs> Mama said so. <laughs> you need it. The doctors can't care for you unless you got on <coughs> clean underwear. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't the only thing mothers taught us, though, was it? But what about when you were hurt? Who did you call for? Let me tell you something, a boy don't get hurt and holler, Daddy! Because <laughs> his daddy would say, Oh, boy, ain't nothing to it. Just go on. Be a man. 
Quit your whining. But they yell, Mama! And Mama will fix it. Mama will kiss the hurt away and put a Band-Aid on it. And it'll be all right. I used to think that everything was going to be all right as long as my Mama knew uh, all about it. So she was, she was a good listener. She was a, a good instructor. <laughs> she was, she was, she would sometime give me a warning. She said, boy, you just wait till your daddy gets home. <laughs> she, she was a discipline, disciplinarian also. Sometimes she didn't wait till daddy got home. But the Bible does tell us that whosoever loveth the child whippeth the child. And, and you can't beat that. Uh, we need to get back to the Bible and throw uh, all of those books that, uh, what was his name, Spock wrote, throw them away. Get back to the Bible and raising our children. But I'm glad that I had a mama that loved me. I'm glad that I had a mama that took care of me that listened when I was hurt and that did her best because those old-fashioned mothers, they were not just the cook. They were not just the ones that uh, changed your diaper when it was dirty, but they took care of you when you were sick. We didn't own a, a temperature gauge, but we had one. It was built into Mama's hand. When God, you ever think of the fact of what God made when He made a woman? I mean, He just formed Adam from the dust of the ground, but when He made a woman, there were specks there that He had to follow right to the T. He had to give her three <coughs> sets of eyes, <laughs> six or eight arms, And, and, a, and a built in motor that just kept her going all the time. My mama raised nine young ones. I was talking to Nancy earlier. You're, you're, you had ten, right? In your family, her mom. And uh, I always wondered, or I looked back on it and wondered, how in the world did mama do that? I, Barbara's worked to death just taking care of me. <laughs> I mean, she never stops. She's like that, what do you call that? Uh, yeah, her battery never runs down. It goes all the time. I get tired just watching her. And uh, sometimes because of that, you know, I say, honey, I can't, I can't stand to watch you work yourself like this and so I take a chair and go around to the back side of the house where I can't see her. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing there but I, I know we all love our mamas because of what they have done for us and then you can love your mama not just by telling her but by living your life by the principles that she taught you. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5, Paul said, When I remember your unfeigned faith, that's real faith, 
that is in you that was first in your grandmother Lois and then also in your mother Eunice and now also in you so it was something that was passed down to Timothy through uh, his mother and his mother got it passed down to her through her mother and that's the way it should be starting with grandma many grandmas are here today and uh, maybe even some great grandmas but you can pass down or should have already passed your faith down to your children and I don't I don't mean that you can make decisions for them faith decisions but I mean that they can see your faith and and through your influence you can uh, help to bring them and of course with the working of the Holy Spirit in their lives you can bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that's one of the greatest responsibilities that's placed on both mother and father I'm so grateful today we sing that song precious memories and I do have a lot of precious memories uh, from my childhood uh, being raised up in a Christian home and I've told you many times before we didn't get up on Sunday morning and run and, and ask mom and dad what we were going to do today we already knew what we were going to do you got up and ate and then you started getting ready for church without anybody telling you you know I still do that I didn't ask Barbara this morning what she wanted to do today <laughs> she didn't ask me we both knew what we were going to do we were going to be here and you say well yeah brother Howard you're the pastor well that's your fault <laughs> that's your fault I'm, I'm not just here because I'm the pastor because if I wasn't pastor I still would be in church somewhere uh, as long as I'm not sick this coronavirus don't scare me I'm still gonna live my life and do the things that I want to and, and I'm not going to keep six feet away from especially my wife I hadn't figured out how to kiss her yet standing six feet away uh, even if you take your teeth out don't stretch that This week, staying six feet away, I won't. I won't share it with you because I'm already out of time. I didn't intend to talk this long. But uh, the most important thing that you mothers can do, you grandmothers can do, is to pass your faith on to your children, to your grandchildren. I have. I remember once a young man that was killed automobile accident my mother was just beside herself hysterical she said can you tell me that he's in heaven just tell me that he's in heaven and I said I can't tell you that I can tell you that we serve a just God 
I can tell you that God will judge in truth and that whatever his judgment is, it'll be a righteous judgment. I can tell you that. But I can't tell you that he's in heaven. <laughs> you can't preach anybody in the heaven. Which you can't send them to hell either. But it would have been a whole lot easier if she had known that that young man loved the Lord. It would have been easier on everybody involved if they had known that he loved the Lord and knew where he was. It's a hard thing to bury a loved one not knowing. Most important thing you can do is pass your faith on to someone else, and especially to your children. I'm grateful that we had parents that not only went to church, but outside of the church, they lived their life in such a way that we knew that their faith was real. You know, it was, it was like Timothy; it was unfeigned. It wasn't make-believe, it wasn't hypocritical. It was real faith. I'm not going to have an invitation hymn today because I don't feel like I really preach that kind of a sermon. But I hope that every mother and father, but we're talking to mothers especially today, I hope that you'll leave here uh, <coughs> realizing that the greatest responsibility that you have is to point your children to Jesus Christ. Either way, whether they're saved or lost, we are going to see them again one day. And it would be a whole lot better if we could see them with us on our side, knowing the Lord. Alright, God bless you. Again, happy Mother's Day to you. And I hope that the rest of your day will just be filled with joy because you deserve it. Now, I, I could have went down and, and picked out every mother in here and said something special about you uh, because I've known, I haven't known all of you that long, but I've known most of you long enough that you have been a blessing to me. I appreciate your friendship, I appreciate your, your fellowship, and I appreciate, <clears throat> appreciate, I can't talk today, but I appreciate your prayers for me. And I appreciate my mother over here, when I lost my real mother, she took up where mama left off. She's my wife and my mother. Uh, she don't boss me around, but she, she does the things that needs to be done to keep me going and encourages me and I appreciate her so much. Tell tell your wife or your mother, if your mother is still living, you let her know. Give her those three words. It is manly. I love you. Alright. God bless you. you. Uh, let's have the closing prayer. Since Brother Amos is back with us, I'm going to ask him to lead us in the closing prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we truly love you.